Check out the rest of Rewind here on Phoenix 92.5 FM every Tuesday at 8pm to 9pm. And of course, over on NerdToKnowMedia.com, the only wrestling podcast by wrestling fans who don't hate wrestling. We'll see you then. You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at NerdToKnowMedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center. This is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM. Community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Darrow O'Connor on the... Hey everybody and welcome to the Wrestling Rewind here on Phoenix 92.5 FM, True Penny Channel, Nerdtown Media and of course TheWrestlingRewind.com. My name is Daryl Connor. I am not joined by Dave Stevens because Dave is still away, but I am joined by my co-host over in Nerdtown Media and former co-host of the, 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 the International Desk, Bryn, how are you sir? Oh good man, it's been a while. It's been a minute. Uh... It's been a hot minute yeah. since we, we've uh, been doing a show like this. So, absolutely, that's great though. You know, I think it's all... a bit more positive than our than our shows used to be. Well, I found out what the problem was there, Ben. The problem was we were covering yeah. current WWE. Yeah, and not a lot of anything else. And not a lot of anything else. No, which is great. Yeah. You know, um, like that was that was the problem of our show, yeah. and to be honest. Well, anyone who wa- anyone who watches like the Observer or, or anything like that, um, those kind of shows, and they're just always upset. And it's like, of course you're upset. You're covering modern WWE. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Well, in the case of Dave Meltzer and the Observer, making a living. <laughs> but still, you know, but I have to say though, like making yeah. a living to be that angry all the time, they can keep yeah. it. Um, well, you know. look, I mean, it could be worse. He could be Jim Cornette. Um, oh, and he doesn't, he doesn't even come on my radar anymore. I just, I have no time for Jim Cornette at all. I'm like, whatever, man, just, you know, go away. Go away, you absolute troll of a, of a man. Yeah, um, I mean, his opinions on wrestling in modern day are very much a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> yeah, know, well, he's, the good, the good news is he's starting to be found out about it. You know, it's... Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think, like, people started turning on Jim right around like so it, the undercurrent started pretty much around the time that he was running ring, ring of honor into the ground mm. um because like he um he had his very public um he has very public uh i don't know what you call it like tiff with uh kevin steen yeah um and like look there were things that, that he was saying that that i think you know, the annals of time would say, yeah, he did improve those things when he went to WWE and look where he is now. Um, you know, because he did say like he needed to lose weight, he needed to get himself tidier and all that jazz. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, Kevin's like clearly your biggest draw right now. Yeah. 
why aren't you using him absolutely you know and like the fact that he just couldn't see the value the fact that like there's so many stories where like uh, apparently delirious really had to go like no 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 this storyline between generico and uh steen is really important and needs to be given time and thing the fact that he couldn't see that is insane and that he wanted to do things where like people will fight for a fifty thousand dollar purse which just sounds stupid but it's see, ring of honor but that's like, the problem it's he still comes from like jim Cornette is vince mcmahon without the success and charm <laughs> You know, yeah, I mean, but and like, like, I know mean, all the bad things that people say about Vince McMahon are true about Jim Cornette, but he's not as successful because they come from the yeah. exact same time period, the exact same mentality, and all those I mean, things. So, yeah, I like, I think it says a lot that, like, I mean, for all of his faults, I think it says a lot that Heyman is still, you know, well, Heyman like, was brilliant once you don't give him money. <laughs> That's the truth of it. When Heyman was in charge, because Heyman was in charge of everything, yeah, in ECW, and that's a that's a major part of why things didn't go right. Maybe Heyman said that himself. Yeah, like you know? the th- Hay- well, Heyman's creativity yeah. and willingness to adapt was never an debatable, issue. never an issue. It was no. just like, don't give him the money, and can keep and you know, kind of don't let him do everything, and then he'll yeah. be fine. And, and then you know, 2002 SmackDown speaks for itself. But um, yeah, the, the whole SmackDown <laughs> Six period speaks yeah. for itself. Yeah, that's what I mean. Hmm. Like yeah. now, now the like, but some people say, "Oh, well, what about hit when he was running Raw?" I don't think that's yeah. fair because he wasn't running Raw. Vince was running Raw, you know, <laughs> and just giving yeah. out to Heyman. Yeah, like I, I, yeah, like I mean, I think I don't think we ever really got to see a Heyman run show. No, outside of blips here and there. Yeah, um, but apparently he's doing great work with uh with Roman now as a heel, which great. I, you know, if, I think if I was still watching WWE, I'd be really happy with stuff like that. But I just, I just don't. It doesn't interest me. Okay, it's. it's not. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I think we'll start start there. Um, yeah. obviously Sunday was Elimination Chamber. Dave came on, did his live reactions to it, and you know he he's he was very happy about it. Um, for me, I'm like, cool, man. You know, I don't have a problem with the Miz cashing in. No, um, it's ten years since he won the title. The well, first time. Uh, well, I just, I just, just before you jump in, right? Sure. With, with your logic, because that's what it is. Yeah. It, it's more just to, I want to just shine a light on the the amusement of wrestling fans that I have with them. Let's just put it that way, because you know the tagline in this show is um, the only wrestling podcast now hosted by people who hate wrestling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So obviously, the whole thing about watching wrestling is, you know, you probably shouldn't watch current WWE because you're gonna hate it. Or if you're gonna, if you're watch it, watch it in a way that it's not going to upset you because it's very easy to be upset by it. So we did a yeah. show about it. We did a show for like three yeah. years. We were yeah. just upset about it every week, and it's not healthy. No. So I, I was just watching some of the some of the reactions to this. Right. Oh my god! I can't believe he did it. Vince makes no sense. This is crazy. He's not a real champion. Drew McIntyre should have won. Why didn't Jeff Hardy win? And I'm just like, oh yeah, one, this isn't real. <laughs> mm. Two, they had the Miz in the video package. Yeah. So if you didn't think he was knocking, <laughs> sorry. 
they had him in the video package, right? As the last person. So WWE do it, and that's the big criticism I have with this. WWE kind of told us what was going to happen literally before it happened. And once I saw, they've kind of buried the lead. A bit. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's mm. like when it's like what Mike Cole used to do when halfway through the match, particularly with the Undertaker, he'd be like, "Oh, and he's gonna win. The Undertaker has no chance here." And then you know that would be mm. like four minutes before the end. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. There's like, that. you know, it's like in John Cena matches where like, how is John Cena going to get out of this one? Cue like 30 seconds yeah. later, John Cena getting out of that one. Literally, you know, literally, like, like it's it's just it is like burying the lead. So once I saw that, I was like, okay, well, we know what's going to happen here. Two, three, <laughs> this is what you do at Elimination Chamber matches. The first Elimination Chamber match ended, well, not the first, but the, the most famous cash in ended the exact same yeah. way with yeah. Edge coming out on Cena. I even yeah. said that in the preview show. I was like, "This is now they did it twice, which was kind of annoying because like that's really cheap that you did the ending from New Year's Revolution twice <laughs> on the same <laughs> on show. the same show, yeah, back to back." Oh, that's not great. No, it's not. So, so if you didn't watch the show, obviously Roman mm. Reigns booked himself in that the winner of the first Elimination Chamber match, who was Daniel Bryan, would have to face Roman Reigns after the match, right? And Roman Reigns just came in and crucified the man, right? Yeah. Um. But obviously, that made sense. He's a super heel, and he doesn't really want to work. So yeah. it was in his favor. So, so, but what like is there? Any, so does that mean that like there's going to be a different challenger for for Roman at Mania now? Or yeah, yeah. So the challenger that? for Roman is okay. Edge. Because mm. so, Edge came out and speared him afterwards, and he's like, "Hey, you know, I'm challenging at WrestleMania, so that'll be cool, right?" Okay. Cool. But um, like that, the whole point of that match was literally just to to build heat that's all it was yeah. and the same with this one as well right so the Miz winning it does it, it it does loads of things right but before it does that the fourth reason why this makes sense the Miz is a heel and you hate him now yeah <laughs> do people not watch wrestling like <laughs> do you not yeah. watch the show like what I would say is like Miz like Miz won the title 10 years ago yeah under I mean like pretty similar uh, circumstances when by cashing and then kind of just floundered for a while then what four years four or five years ago he had that incredible promo on brian mm. and since then it's just been like okay surely this guy if he's talking like this is going to get a main event slot again and it's just been like waiting it's just been like okay but, but it's going to happen you know like it's if if he's able because he continue he consistently brought that same level of intensity to his promos for a good number of years, so it's like if someone's doing it that consistently, it's it's only a matter of time before they um, it it's only a matter of time before they become world champion again. It's in the same way that like you know, um, you know if you were following Punk's career. It was only a matter of time before he became a world champion because he had that intensity in his promos. But I'm not even talking about that. But I'm not even talking about that. You know what, I mean? what, what I mean is like WWE's biggest problem now is they don't have characters. Well, they have loads of problems, but one of the biggest ones <laughs> they don't have characters. Sorry, I, I forgot what show we were talking about. So there's yeah. loads of problems and fun and interesting. Fun and interesting, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, you know what? I, this was really cheap. And as I said, if they didn't, they shouldn't have done it on two. Yeah, on, on but, like, both, the, but they did. this is this is a thing that WWE has also done before, where they've done the same thing twice. Yeah, so they shouldn't have done and, that, and, it, and it, I would, it took I away would from almost. That. I would almost say that like 
you know, the, again, like I don't think I don't like it, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be happy about it. But if they did it twice in a row, guarantee you they did it like that, so that people would not expect Miz to cash in then, because they would have gone. But see, oh, but they've done a post, uh, they've done a post uh, match, a post uh, elimination chamber match already. They wouldn't d- dare to do it twice. Well, that's fair enough. You know I mean? But then, why did you have the I, video package with the last thing you see is his face saying, "I'm going to cash in." Like, you know, it's. Oh, but we've we've seen shit like that happen before. Ah, uh, man, we have. But the, the way they, yeah. you really have to see it. Like it was the most obvious thing in the world. <laughs> you know, it, it really fair. like they did everything short. The actually no, they literally did say this is going to happen. Mm. You know, um, so it wasn't it's even like that, that uh, Heyman line. It's like this is a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, it's a spoiler. So it's like okay, you mm. know, what would have been cooler, honestly, is if they didn't do it. And did yeah. it at WrestleMania where he can get the big win at WrestleMania. Like like uh yeah. like Roman like uh, Seth Rollins did. Just once I want someone to win the WWE title, uh winning it the way that like um RVD did obscure No, doing it the way that uh, I'd love to see when someone do it the way RVD did it before, but I'd also <laughs> just because I'd love I, I, like I think it'd be super cheap, but I think it'd be a great way to get the title on like the the ca- most cowardly of cowardly heels. Mm. Where like um, I don't know if you remember how Shane McMahon won the hardcore title from Crash Holly um, around the time of Judgment Day in 2000. Was he asleep? But he was asleep. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I just think it would be, I, I think, like, I think it would, like, well, I, well, I, th- I just think it would be, like, a great thing to do with, like, a cowardly heel character. Well, okay, okay. Let, let's go with that for a yeah. second, right? Is the rule that the briefcase entitles you to a title match any place, any time, anywhere. Yes, yes, yes. Are, is, is that the wording? Yes. So then that would that would mean that any match is an ODQ match because it's just you know you could technically have the match in in a hotel room or yeah. in the parking lot. It, actually, I'm not sure if it's a false count anywhere. Situation. See, that's the thing. It would have to be. Uh, it would have to be. So that's that's the only thing I would say because it's like if yeah. it's. If it, you know, the hardcore belt was pretty clear. Yeah, but that's a cool idea. What they could do is, um, I, I think they wasted this with the Miz because this is a transitional thing. So Bobby Lashley can kill the Miz and go in as the champion against Drew McIntyre, which exactly is going to happen in WrestleMania. That's the plan. Um, the 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 problem that I have is it's not that it happened; it's that nobody gets over here. You know. But that that's that's w that's the criticism of WWE like, for years. Like it doesn't Nobody it gets do, over. It doesn't get it doesn't get the Miz over. No, it doesn't get Drew over, and no. it sure is, like it's 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 pretty much exactly what happened with Punk. Actually, that you bring him up, where Punk was fed mm. to the Rock to build him up for WrestleMania. The Miz yeah. is going to be fed to um Bobo, Bobo Mister Golf. At, um, <laughs> Bobo, Bobo, <laughs> I want to play golf with my Bobo. Um, actually, yeah. I wonder if the interview him now would he be still talking about golf or would he be talking about the uh, WWE Championship? I, I, somehow, I think he'd be talking about the WWE. Somebody, Championship. somebody, please ask him that if you're interviewing him or on Twitter. Hey, are you more excited yeah. about the golf game you're going to play or being the champion? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I need, somehow. I need, I need, I need to find that interview, dude, because it's yeah. it's gold. I keep, I, somehow, I think you'll find that he's more interested in being the WWE champion. I don't know, man. He was uh, the TNA champion when, when uh, he, but, you know. I mean, dude, like, <laughs> I mean, they're they're not the same. They're the same to me. 
I know they're the same to you, <laughs> but like they're not the same in reality. That's fair. <laughs> like, That's fair. You know, I, 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 dude, I, mean, I was, I was horrified. I was just like, I know, I was, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, you're wasting my time, and your time, and the company's time. What are you doing? Yeah, so absolutely. I don't know, Mister Golf. Anyway, yeah. So what's gonna happen is they're gonna, they're gonna feed him to, to, to Bobo, and then Drew will have to slay that demon, and then nobody will get over, and we'll be back to step one, to square one. Yeah, pretty much. Like, um, actually, here's one for you. Here's the one I did I did know, right? What's the average age in WWE? Uh wrestlers or Yeah, wrestlers, yeah. Among the top stars. I mean, I would say late 30s. 46. What's yeah. the average age in AEW? Among top stars? Well, cumulatively cuz their their pool is wider. Oh, that's the cute. Way younger. 24, 26. Yeah. Way younger. <laughs> now, I know you're in shock, Brian. I can hear it in your voice. Dara, you're giving credit to AEW? Mm. Well, I have to, in that case, because that's what you should be doing. You should be building stars. Well, most, the vast majority of their of their main eventers are all in like their mid-30s, too. Yeah. Damien Priest in WWE is 40. Yeah. Or 30, 36, 40. Like he, that's yeah. old. <laughs> like It's not old, old, but... He's not a young guy. He's not a, a spring chicken, you know. He's but put, put this into context, though. Like, um, John Moxley, who's just the AEW champion for pretty much the last year, mm. is uh, turned thirty-five in December. Yeah, exactly. Like, That's it. Like you know, you know, like Moxley. Moxley, and I, I we'll talk about Moxley actually because you know we will, we, yeah. we will talk about AEW because like again, I, I it's not that I hate them. I just hate them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just hate Cody. Yeah, you know, I I just don't yeah. like him. I I think he's mm. a. You know, there's many reasons to, to hate on AEW, but the blind hatred is not justified except with Cody. You know, I think he's the yeah. biggest problem, and we will we'll talk about the Cody problem because you you and I talk about Cody a lot and share memes and have a laugh. Yeah, yeah. But um, like I mean, what I would say is I, outside of. What I would say is, like, the, for me, like the biggest problem with AEW that I have is the Nightmare Family. Yeah, absolutely. And then, like, the the thing that I like the least next to the Nightmare Family is so far away from it that it's really mean to say I don't like it yeah. when when it's more that I don't like how it's used. The second worst thing in AEW to me is Team Taz. And it's not even because Team Taz is bad. It's just because Team Taz is badly used. They've had the same segment for two months and I hate it. And I, I don't hate that. And I hate it. <laughs> they've, yeah. had, they've had the same segment for two months. But that's, like, but that's Taz in general, dude. That's Taz's but, MO, you know? But the difference is, is that like, at least when Taz, at least when Taz has been like, um, a manager for other for other groups or when he's been a wrestler himself there's been there's been differences like he had like he, like I mean it wasn't like Taz had, it was like oh this is the segment where Taz uh, wrestles Bam Bam Bigelow for the 19th time in a row they had one match well, and okay. that was enough Did, well here's <laughs> the know? thing well again you're talking about ECW Taz no, but I'm not like talking a, about ECW I'm talking about what happened when he went to WW when he went to um not WWE when he went to Impact. Yeah. This is the but he, problem. 
but when he went to Impact and uh, when he went to Impact, he was Joe's manager for like three months, and then they scrapped mm-hmm. that, and then they forgot and about it, on, and they put him on commentary. But that's he also joined TNA right around the time where you didn't want to join TNA. Um, so that's I would blame more of that on that than, than anything else. Whereas like this, it's more of a case of like, um, Team Taz is interesting, but they need to stop feuding with Darby because it's just so, so overcooked at this point. And the fact that like, it's literally been, they call out Darby and Darby's in the ring and then Sting comes out and there's snow everywhere. And you have guys in their, in their, uh, in their late twenties to mid thirties running away from a 50 year old man who can't physically wrestle. Well, you say that, (laughs) but he's going to be on AEW this week. And it's going to be a cinema. It's also going to be a very generous match. <laughs> I, I kind of hate this. I hate that Sting is on AEW. He should have. He should have stayed in WWE. <laughs> you don't even know what I'm and, going to say. You don't even know and what not I'm going to say. Wrestle the Undertaker. <laughs> no, not that's not what I was going to say at all. <laughs> you don't know what I was going to say. Oh. It's one of four things that you could say. Oh, yeah. What four things would it be? <laughs> wrestle the Undertaker. Wrestle Triple H again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what were the other two? Um, it's been a spell. Um, oh no! Now I'm getting this caught up with my uh, Triple H bingo, which is have all the belts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what I was going to say mm-hmm. to clarify, I was going to say you should have stayed in the WWE. Yeah. At WrestleMania, called out The Undertaker, and then they had an impromptu match that was like impromptu, but not really, and a cinematic match. And that's what he should have done. That would never have been done. Of course it would have been done. He would have never. had a Boneyard match. It would have been great. If real. But it, it never, never, ever, ever would have been done because... It's fun and interesting. WWE... Yeah. 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 You fun know, and interesting. Like... Can't be done in WWE, yeah. Basically, and like you know, I'd rather to be honest. Like, I mean, to be honest, it's if they're going to do anything, you're just like, I don't mind the idea of staying being like a manager or mentor to same kind to, of to, to, to Darby. I don't mind that because, like, the, again, Darby has been built up to be AW Sting anyway, but it's so kind of like really with um, mind. what my Hardy's doing, you know, jumping back and forward between Impact and AEW, where he's like the manager of the tag teams there. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's a great role for him, and I agree. Like, I'll joke. Mm. Like, to be fair, I would have actually well, loved to have seen after, that cinematic thing, but they're not going to do it. Yeah. So this is probably after, the best for him. After Matt's scary as hell a head injury, I'm really yeah. glad that he's gone into doing managing. It works better. Uh, he actually buy him. He's buy him as a manager. He's, he's also doing big money Matt, which is like one of my favorite characters he ever created. So I can't. Well, well, look. <laughs> On that point, I was watching. I was watching Jeff in the Elimination Chamber the other day, mm. and I'm. I, I, that actually went through my head. I'm like, why are you still doing that? Like, just go to AEW and and mooch and mooch money off the mark. You know, it's like you might as well because like, become brother Nero. Again. Become brother Nero. It's like why not? Like you know, they're gonna pay yeah. you more. You're gonna be able to do what you did in Impact, but you're gonna get way more money off off Tony the Mark. So yeah. you might as well. Yeah. You know, I'm never going to get an interview with AEW talent. I just, I, I, I can't control the hate I have for the company. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, yeah, it's, 
I mean, I, to be honest, like, I mean, I, I just find AEW very, very watchable, which is. I don't know I'm how. Like, I, I, I know you weren't there to defend. Actually, you weren't there to defend yourself on the year end awards. Did you listen to them? No. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I did give you a bit of slagging, so I, I apologize, yeah. but not really. Um, no. So, yeah, like, I was. Well, it's not like I said that. It's not like I went around saying Cody Rhodes is the best wrestler in the world. So, like. Yeah, well, I never would have read know. that out. No, I know you wouldn't. But like, <laughs> see, it's know, like, hold on. Look, the reason why I don't like Cody is because you know there's many reasons. He's disingenuous. He's disingenuous. He also insulted Triple H, which wasn't a, which wasn't nice. It wasn't a very nice thing to do. That's where the hatred really began. That's where it started. Honest. That's where it started. Like that. That's where I just. That's where I stopped being able to like watch AEW. I, that's that was the moment where I'm like, I'm I, out. I saw. I saw, <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. And I went. Oh, Dara's not gonna like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was the moment where I was like, I can't watch, I can't support this product at all. He's ruined it for me for life. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. like no matter how good it is, it's like someone coming and punching your mom in the face. You're like, all right, well, look, no matter what you do, it, it's also like, I mean, I remember him saying in an interview about that, it's like, oh, well, it's me showing that I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be more talent than executive or something like that, and it's like. That's not at all what that meant, but okay. That's not what, <laughs> like, that's not what all what that meant was. I have my own sandbox, and I'm going to make fun of you. You know, and I wouldn't mind, like it's not yeah. even Triple H's fault. Like it's not like he's booking the show. <laughs> it's that crazy it, old man who's booking the show. Yeah, but it's also like it's just not. I don't know. It just really like. I mean, look, it didn't rub me up the wrong way or anything. But outside of going, it didn't need to happen. No, I think you it was, know what I, I mean. You know what it came off as, and all joking aside. Remember when minor league? It came off as bush league because TNA yeah. when they were TNA used to do this all the time. You remember the oh, remember man. me at the Alamo? Yeah, Michael I, got, um, I was yeah, just like, I oh, got, uh, before I got like it just it just brought back like flashbacks of VKM. That's what I'm talking about. Michael Hickenbottom, meet me at the Alamo, and you're like, why yeah. are we doing this? <laughs> this happened yeah. 13 years ago, and it wasn't good then. You know, but, I mean, look, there's a way to do that kind of quote-unquote rivalry thing uh yeah well, and they've done it but they've done it with new japan and they've done it yeah. with impact where yeah. you're all a part of the same thing and it's yeah. respectful yeah and like even if it like even if it gets disrespectful it's more like playful jabs like the yeah. like uh, tony's um public service they were great they were great like Cody is Cody and Nightmare Family is very much like the thing that I just don't like. Yeah, I think um, I, I think it's the weakest part. Like, don't get me wrong, right? I, I, mm. Impact actually had a free month mm. on their app, which is very good. I will have to say, you know, mm. their their app is very very decent, and they have a bunch of the hardcore stuff up for February. So I've been like mm. really digging that, and I recommend anyone who's listening check out the Impact Plus app. It's it's really good. Um, mm. it's free on Roku as well, which is neat. That's mad. But I was That's watching great. I was watching some of the, the Jeff Jarrett stuff. Mm. And I like Jeff. He's a nice guy. He's always been really cool to me and to the show and mm. that. But um <laughs> same vibes. It, it was the pro- it was yeah. exactly the same vibes. And you know, it worked out in a certain way when Raven won and stuff like that, but it it became a detriment very quickly. Like yeah. you're watching yeah. the trio and like week after week after week and you're like, Okay, look, you know, you're I he got better. He did get better. Yeah. Um but I think AEW has such a huge pool of talent. Mm. Like, did they, okay, let's be real. When TNA started, it didn't have a massive pool of no. named talent. Like, no. when, you're, when your headliner is Jeff Jarrett and Road Dog, yeah. come on, like, 
So like it made sense. But they, they 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 very quickly built um, they did. Ron Killings. Yeah, very I'd, quickly built him. Yeah. Built AJ. Um, but what I'm saying to you is, at the very beginning, right? Yeah. But from the uh, with AEW from the very beginning, mm. Jericho, the Bucks, Omega, uh, you know, list goes on and on and on. Yeah. Well, in fairness to the Bucks, though, and the, uh, this has to be said for them, they spent a year building a pretty good like uh, they spent a year building a pretty good tag team division around them yeah uh without them holding the tag titles which i think is commendable but what i'm but um, what, I'm, what i mean is what i mean by that is it's like the excuse of we haven't got anyone better isn't there and it never has no, been and no. it sure as hell is is not there now like aw yeah. has probably the best roster in professional wrestling I think for sure, Patampool WWE. Yeah, okay, has. yeah, but it's not being used, dude. They're all no. in catering. Like, yeah. what's what's your man's it, name? Black Alistair Black is sitting and catering all every mm. week. So it's like, yeah, yeah okay, you have a roster. Criminal. Yeah, it's criminal. So it's absolutely shameful that that's happening. But yeah, like, what by roster okay. I mean, you actually see them. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, it's like the way I. Have, no, absolutely. No, it's totally, like, totally. It's like the way I. It's like the way I have a great action figure collection, but mm. you know. I'm pretty sure the kid that plays with them enjoys it way more than I enjoy my action figure collection. Yeah, they're in boxes on the wall. It's the same thing. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, like, I mean, I th- I think like I didn't so much have an issue with um, it, like I didn't I didn't so much have an issue with Cody winning the TNT title. Um, he did. I I thought it was a good move. Um, but. It did kind of like it gave me that that same feeling of you know when John Cena was U.S. champion. Yeah, like it's below him. And no, not so much that's below him. Um, that like you know you, John Cena did this did those open challenges. Yeah, and Cody best work of Cena's well. career. Best work of Cena's career. Yeah, but it's also Cena giving people really close matches, giving a bunch of uh, young up and coming talent really close matches where they don't win. Mm. You know, I, I felt like it was very much the same thing of going like. There's just something about this I can't really get beyond. Now, at the same time, we got Eddie Kingston out of the deal, so I can't be too disappointed, you know? Is it the disgenuousness of it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, um, that, that, that's it. Like I, But that's everything with Cody. Mm, everything, mm, is, like, everything is disingenuous. And, I mean, this is why it's like, because I keep hearing people go like, oh, you know, he's. but this is all building to him being a heel. It's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> That's that's why it's been going on since the company started for two years now. He's just been playing the long game. Okay, you know. But where's the see? Where's the proof of it? You know, it's like where's the proof of it? Because he comes out, cuts a similar promo every week, acts as the authority figure, then doesn't, then mm, has a match. No, he 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 acts as the authority figure when it suits him yeah and doesn't when and it doesn't suits when him. exactly that's the point it's like uh, and which he are you heal when it suits him yeah and doesn't when it suits him yeah and it just like the whole thing is very irritating and very yeah. inconsistent and like i think the best work of his career was the broken you know the the, the damaged cody roads oh yeah, yeah yeah that was phenomenal i Absolutely. also loved him as stardust i thought he was great and he was used really well yeah. then the breaking point for him with Stardust was when his dad died, though, um, by all accounts. Well, because look, you know, and look, look, you know, a parent's death is always yeah, it, some... it's it's rough. It is rough. Like I don't like uh, I can only imagine what that's like. Thankfully, you know, I haven't yeah. experienced it, but yeah, I I don't know how much of that I believe. To be honest with you, 
but that, that's also when you, you really stopped seeing him there's a there seemed to be a, like he's, he seemed motivated to be stardust for a while there and then that just really seemed to dissipate quite quickly but like my question would be right okay fair enough fair enough i'll give him that and probably that's what happened mm. but what has he done since that equals that that equals stardust yeah like the work he's done like he had a pretty good match in nwa with um nick alferman or whatever nick uh, aldis nick 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 that was Ron the Wilson. that was the um are you talking about from all out or the one or all in or the yeah I'm, yeah all in yeah the second match yeah the second match yeah <laughs> no, those matches were good uh, he had a great I, I thought um i thought he like again it's kind of redundant to say but he had a great match with Kota Ibushi because you know no one escapes uh, who, having a great match yeah who doesn't Kota have a good match with Kota Ibushi I'm pretty sure you <laughs> like, could throw a, a, a mop in the ring and it'll probably have a five star um, match have you seen his matches with Yoshi uh, with Yoshihiko from uh, from DDT I have they're not. great I have not. no it's is it, again I'm not sure if you know who Yoshihiko uh, Yoshi is I don't it's a glow up doll oh yeah, but there you go. Great. Case in point. Case in point. <laughs> you know, um, he, but yeah, like we get like no one escapes a great match with Kota Ibushi, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> in the same way that no one escapes the master lock. Um, but yeah, he, like he, yeah, he had a great match with Ibushi. Uh, but again, he's playing heel. I think he's a natural heel with what he does now. Yeah, it's and I, I, that's kind of like the the frustration with it. I think is that like. I wouldn't mind a lot of the stuff he does if he was actually playing a heel character because like, I'm like, look, you know, he, in AEW, he's given, um, I want to say like two or three promos now that have been excellent babyface promos. But he's by not any, a babyface. He's, but this is the problem, yeah. <laughs> you know, like they are like, you know, credit where it's true. Excellent baby, babyface promos. He's always had the ability to do it. Okay. Here's my question. Well, here's my question. Also, I, I realize how much I cut across you. I don't mean to. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, see, Dave doesn't do that. Dave just stops me. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It's been a while since we've done a wrestling show together. Is, yeah. I forgot how much I do it. Um, okay. So here's my question. Here's my <laughs> yeah. question. What is the tra- What would be a good trajectory for Cody in AW? Like, as someone who watches the product more, and I, I can't stomach it because obviously. Yeah. So I watch it infrequently, but for someone who who watches it, right? Yeah. What is there for Cody to actually do? Do um. Well, see, the, the great thing is, is that like he set up a lot of one of the one of the best things that he did was he set that stipulation for himself where he can't be a a world champion. Mm. You know, but here's the great thing: is heels lie. Yeah. You know, so like. And I wouldn't. What I would like to see happen is that, like, he would have, like, um, you know, he would he would finally turn heel w- within the next three months, and then they can kind of do this thing where he's building momentum. Like, he's got like he's got this giant entourage of the Nightmare Family, and I don't understand why any of them are there except for Dustin. Um, I don't even know why Dustin's there. Like, I, I get why Dustin's there because he's his brother, but that's like the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean? they, they've been brothers so much that it doesn't really. Well, I don't give. I don't. It's so disingenuous. What I, what, but what I mean is that, like, it makes the most sense because it's the one that requires the 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 one that requires. What about Brandy? Requires... Do you still like Brandy? No, I never like Brandy. Yeah, no one likes Brandy. I don't know why she's there. Right. She's terrible. Well, I mean, like, like Brandy, like again, I. Have no oh, so does Cody still have that that manky neck tattoo? 
Oh god. Oh yeah, no, because it's a real tattoo, dude. Yeah, I know, but you would <laughs> think you'd get that covered up very quickly no. or edited no. out or something. No. no See, that's it. Every time he comes on, I fast forward or stop watching. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Absolutely fair. Um, I wouldn't blame anyone for doing it for anyone that they don't like watching because why? Life's way too short to watch wrestling you don't want to watch. Yeah. Um, but what I would say is like, you know what's annoying? Um, that's why I missed all the Brody Lee stuff as well. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh my god! Like he's literally wrestling the one person I can't stomach being on you television. Could def- you could definitely watch the the match where Brody beat Cody because it's a squash match. Oh, I watch that. Yeah, he beats the he beats the absolute crowd out of him. It's great, um, but like, yeah, um, the like the neck tattoo is terrible. One of my favorite things was that like there was a I remember when he got it there was um, there was an interview done with Brody straight after where she someone asked like did she know that he was getting it? But she was she she didn't say it, but she pretty much alluded that she didn't know and that she wasn't too happy about it. Which uh- I've, you know like the, the only time that would look good it's like with uh when randy orton got the tattoos and there was a good point mm. where they look where he started and they look cool and then oh. it got really weird for a while yeah. and then it's yeah. it, it sorted itself out eventually when he got more money to kind of like fill it out but mm. for the time being it's just like jericho's monkey tattoos that are like his dad yeah. tattoos it's like what are you yeah. doing stop getting the yeah. monkey tattoos <laughs> they were fine the way they were <laughs> yeah absolutely like i think um but yeah, like as I was saying, for like I think Cody just turned heel. Actually, there is that re- there is that really good picture. I will put I will put it um, mm. post it on the community tab and probably on the social media mm-hmm. where it's like Cody Rhodes and then it's like my dad is Dusty Rhodes and it's it's like superposed mm. it with the, like the manky image. It's the best yeah. thing in the world, and I'm like that's great. You know that's yeah. just that's Cody's gimmick. But, but yeah, like I think. Um, because like I don't get why the gun club are in are in a nightmare family. Yeah, I, makes no sense. I don't get why there's like young guys in the, the nightmare family. I don't, I don't understand why if Cody's so great, why does he need his coach to be out there with him? Do you know what I mean? Like I know it's Aaron Anderson and everything, but if he's so great, why does he need him? I just you know? I don't know, man. Like it, it comes off like like if like I mean if he was a heel, it would make sense to me, but he's not. But so if it, but doesn't. if it was a heel. Yeah. If he was a heel doing this, it would literally be the very thing he said it wasn't going to be. Yeah, it would literally be what you know what um, what did he call it? The authority was where he come out and cut these long promos that everybody hates. Yep. So was the whole point of moving from WWE so you can just be Triple H? Yep. <laughs> it makes Basically. no sense. Yeah, like uh, I saw as well that like uh, the the box. Uh, not too long ago got a great cheap shot in on Cody oh. where like um, where it was like they were talking about like because you know that they, they had their match with um, I don't know if actually you might not know this because anyway, you don't watch that much but uh, they had their match against uh, FDR for the um, uh, for the world uh, for the ti- for the tag titles and they they put up as a thing on the sta- uh, as a stipulation that they if they don't uh, win they're going to they're not going to challenge for the tag titles ever again. And um, then the next week on their show, being the lead, they're going, "Oh God, what would, it's like? What we've done if we lost?" And I think it was Matt said, "Like, oh, I had a perfect idea," and shows him a picture, and it's two, <laughs> it's two uh, tag title, it's like a tag title uh, belt with TNT written on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's and brilliant. Like, oh man, that's brilliant! Like, that's brilliant. I yeah. love it. 
Yeah, but you know, like, it, at least AEW are willing to kind of make fun of themselves in that way, you know, and it just kind yeah. of has that that realm of it. But yeah. I don't know. I, it, it, I mean, like wrestlers are able to be creative. I mean, for the most part, storylines make sense. Um, like there are, again, like there's not, there's always going to be like inconsistencies and retcons and whatever. But like, you know, like I I would say that like as bad as as much as I don't like uh, what they've done with Team Taz, as much as I don't like what uh what they're doing with cody and nightmare family hangman page's character uh character and his character arc is so good to watch yeah i have never been this emotionally involved invested in a character as far as i can remember um and i just i think that's brilliant um moxley's doing the best work of his career um, Eddie Kingston is involved prominently, which I could, but, I could but, only have ever dreamed of. But that's what I wanted. Pack is doing great. That's what I wanted to kind of yeah. go into there in the we have about twenty minutes uh, or fifteen minutes. Um, this AEW exploding barbed wire match thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I I look. First of all, Dave loves this kind of stuff because he's a big dead match guy, right? Mm-hmm. You and I, we've watched a few cage deaths and stuff like that but we're not this is not our wheelhouse so no. you know we kind of be on the same page here um i'd imagine mm. the lights out match from a couple of years ago was pretty was pretty intense yeah until you until you notice like where they kind of cut their corners yeah stuff. yeah you, know, you know, know they weren't legit trying to kill each other right but no what i mean is like, and Pitts Brothers barbed wire were definitely weren't barbed wire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like it wasn't just you know where they put sheets of glass and then they roll around in it like they would on the indies, you know, because it's it's cheaper than gimmicking it. Oh yeah. But my question, my question, I suppose, is like, do you have any interest in this? Is this something? Well, I know you do because everyone does. It's just that thing where everyone's really intrigued. Even the metrics on this channel, people are like, you know, when mm. I was talking about it, it's clicks on it from people who I never thought would click on it because they're like, what? What's what's an exploding barbed wire? that much people have but there's the, the, when you think about it, this there's been a whole generation of western wrestling fans that have never seen that sequence of words put together yeah do you know and i would say even in japan of, because the last one was in 2002 yeah in japan yeah you know like um you know like there was a great the, the, there's a couple of things that are great about it like First of all, I had Terry it gets Terry Funk talking, and he's like, "Oh, it's great to see that there's still a tradition of exploding death matches," <laughs> you know. Which oh, is just, okay, you know, so, here, so here's what he said. Here's, here's what he said. Right, I have the direct quote here. Yeah. Just talk to Mister Funk, and he's doing okay. He just wanted to wish John Moxley and Kenny Omega the best to look in their exploding <laughs> barbed wire match. He says it's a good way for AEW to wake up Vince with a kick up his arse, and he wants yeah. you to know that he's pulling for you. Yeah. Well, there you go. Ter- it makes Terry Funk happy. It, it does, yeah. But like the thing that was great was you know like, if Terry Funk like, wasn't sick, he'd be there in that too. He'd show oh, up and take a couple of spots. Absolutely, yeah. he'd be the guest referee. He'd be in it. He'd be like, I want to yeah. go next. <laughs> uh, I'll referee. I'll it's referee. My time. It's my t- I can. I, it's well, my I, turn. I. I can. Uh, what's well, it? I can. I'll referee, but you have to. Yeah. You have to throw me into the barbed wire at some point. You know, I've yeah. never, I never, like, I've never seen a, a, another man who has so disregard. Like Foley was close, but like yeah. Terry Funk just has no regard for his body. Like, 
ever. No, zero regard. None. Like, like I mean, at like, any point. Like, I mean, it's a real tight competition between him, Foley, and, and Sabu. Well, Sabu, Sabu is different in a sense. Like, he'd do something Because Sabu makes more mistakes than the two, the other he, two he, do. He hurt himself from botching. But if he, if he, the moves he did at least made sense to hurt someone, you know? Yeah. Like, he's going to do this crazy spot, but in theory, it would end the match. But he'd mess it up and banjack himself. Mick Foley yeah. would do it, would, would hurt himself to gain a small advantage. Terry Funk wouldn't care and just throw himself off anyway. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> um, what? Oh, man. Like, there's... The, but, like, there was... Um, yeah, like, there's also a great quote from Moxley because he... Um, he was interviewed and like he basically said like um he basically said like that you know he felt intimidated because you know he was going well you know like these were like this is a match that's like pretty much famous because of terry funk mm. and he's like that's like a you know that's like big shoes to fill and he's like oh, he's saying as well like you know he said to tony khan like you know you better it's like it's like you bet and it's like you better uh make sure that i'm actually able to do as much as i want to do here because i'm not in the business of of over promising anymore because like you know that was the that was the thing it's like that was one of the major issues he had when he was working in wwe was that like did put him in positions where you know they kind of rely on the fact that like moxley had a history in death matches yeah but here's and the thing. kind of promised death matches and then not really because they're them. not going to do it <laughs> no like i'd be amazed if they don't get some sort of fine for this oh they probably won't like, well, they got fined for the lights out lights match. Out match. like it, like don't get look i like hardcore wrestling anyone who watches this channel or listens to the show mm. knows that i like hardcore wrestling but my my fondness of hardcore wrestling is wwe Attitude Era, right? Because yeah. it's fun. Plunder. And, yeah. It's just plunder. It's plunder, yeah. yeah. And I also love the, the street fight with Mick Foley and Cactus Jack. I think that's phenomenal, right? Mm. And that's about as far as it ever really needs um, to go. Al Snow fighting himself. That Dude, that match is unbelievable. Come on. Yeah. Come on. I'm, like, I'm not saying cool. that unironically. It's a great match. It is a great match. You but know, what I mean is like, like, what I mean is like, it doesn't need to go this far. Like, there, there's a Taipei death match from... Mm. ECW, where they legit punch each other with broken glass. Yeah. Why? <laughs> you know? And I can understand. And, uh, uh, was it Moxie was talking about it, and he said, "Oh, you know," he says, "Oh, Triple H believed in barbed wire when Cactus Jack put him over in a barbed wire match when a street fight." And I yeah. understand that. Where I'm like, okay, it sucks that your hands are tied that much, but yeah. on the other hand, it's like, what are you gonna let your eight to ten year old watch? Mm. You're gonna let your eight, ten year old son or daughter watch, you know, an ex- an extreme rules match, or are you gonna let them watch a barbed wire exploding death match? Not us, not what our parents did with the child neglect. <laughs> we shouldn't have been watching it. But I mean, like nowadays, what what do you like as a parent? Like, what what would you do, honestly? Like, I mean, I would argue that, like, you know, this is the reason why, like, like I think that, like. You know, not everything should be for an eight to eight to ten year old, is what I would say as a response to that. Fair, okay, yeah. and that's fair. Like, but what I mean is, WWE specifically is. Oh, totally, absolutely, and that's the company um, he was working for. Yeah, but so, at what, the same time, you know, but at the same time, they also had him promising that he was going to do stuff, and it's also a case of like you know when, um, 
you know, like it's also a case of like even without going into like something like with the what was that match you had with Jericho? Or was in a steel cage weapons? Uh so the, an, an oh, asylum, asylum or something, match. yeah, yeah. It's, like, you know, you even going with something like uh, the the Brock match where he had loads of ideas for stuff to do and there was a feeling of like, okay, well maybe he'll bring it to more of like a hardcore place. And then Brock just didn't want to do much of anything. Yeah. And it's like, no, I can understand. Yeah, I can you know, like, and you know, I, I do have to give them I do have to give them props. They're millionaires. They're making more yeah. money than you and I will probably ever even fathom, right? Mm. Or most people listening will never fathom. And they're willing to go in and wrestle in barbed wire <laughs> with C4. With C4 yeah. around the ring. Uh, again, to, now, you know, this is what this is one of those things that I would very much uh, err on the side of caution. We don't know if they're going to go as far as going C4. Well, no, 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 no. Moxley pretty much said if he wants to do it properly, you have to do it that way. Because Terry, <laughs> Terry Funk went on record and said no with C4. Oh, fair. So, fair you know, and I have to, like millionaires, like this is this is Roman gladiator Colosseum kind of thing, man. <laughs> this is yeah. like, we're just going to set people on fire. Like, yeah. We're no better than the Romans. <laughs> no, we're really yeah, not. Like, like, I mean, again, like I mean, there, um, there are many a wrestler has likened uh, modern day pro wrestlers to gladiators, saying that like, yeah, they were in the business and making money, and they would work a fight, but you know, there were like it's about it's like especially if they had two if they had two uh, gladiators who were like basically going to be champions. Mm. It's like there, there's no fucking way. You know, yeah, it's. I just, the I, two I, of them are gonna, are just, gonna like lose out on income. You I know just, can't, I just, I just can't get over. And there is a video on that. Mm. There is a video on that on the channel, um, that we did with Corey many years ago and the lads in Rome. Mm. But um, I just, I, I can't like, I don't get what Moxley is missing. You know, like, mm. would would Renee? I, I, I think, like, I think he's just getting a bit. I think he's just a bit lost in how much freedom he has. But would Renee not be like, hey, maybe don't <laughs> do that? You know, you know like, how we have a daughter? Yeah, it's like you know, you know, we have a we have a kid. Maybe you shouldn't do this and that's what i'm kind of shocked by i'm like mm. you're a millionaire dude you don't need to do this <laughs> like this like, the tony can't not sit down and go listen man maybe maybe don't <laughs> yeah but at, it just makes sense it's, it's cool it's wild but, uh, it's irresponsible but, uh, but uh, at that point it's like well tony you're the one who said we should have an exploding death match yeah <laughs> so like you know uh, look for me i see both like one i'm gonna watch it and it's probably gonna be great and i have nothing but respect for omega who doesn't have to do this either <laughs> kenny omega is a phenomenal wrestler and he just he's, he's gonna i'm gonna be the most hardcore wrestler i can be it's like, I, okay but you see the thing i really like about it is that like character wise makes a lot of sense for him because he's basically it's the same thing with like him doing the lights out match. He's like, I'm going to prove that I'm able to beat Moxley at his own game, and this is basically him doing the same thing again. Yeah, you know, it's it, it's so uh, crazy though, man. Like on one hand, it is cool, it's extremely cool, but my thing about it is, eventually, <laughs> what are we going to see them do? Are they going to like, like what are they going to do? A scaffold match. <laughs> oh jeez you know and it's like I, Paul Heyman said this though all this stuff mm. is and this comes off as passe this comes off as like retro because it, it really mm. is like it's really yeah. not of its time but I, I'm not going to say I hate it either it's probably going to be great you know but mm. <sighs> I have expect Terry Funk to come out and start wrestling the match oh totally yeah <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be an exploding death match without Terry Funk coming in. No, like, <laughs> but I don't know, man. But like, it's 
Yeah. Like, I mean, look, I'm, I'm excited for it. I am. Um, it's like, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, it's just like, it's just not done. It's one of those things where like, so they can basically go, there's no one out. There's no other company in America that has the guts to do this. So match. here's it's my like question. When, it's like when TNA did the, the, their terrible electrified cage match. Oh, you know? Yeah. That, let's not bring that up. <laughs> Cause then yeah. they'll want us to cover it um, no. again. So listen, my question on this, just finish it out. Mm. Will this be a thing that's done every year? Uh, exploding. Yeah, we'll, we'll like okay. So there was a time, a long, mm. long ago, when a Hell in a Cell was the biggest match you could have, right in mm-hmm. WWE and in wrestling in general, and then it became a yearly thing. Will mm. AEW see the number and just go, "Oh, well, we need to do our our annual lights out match. We need to do our annual uh, exploding case, uh, exploding barbed wire match." I. You know? Because this is what Impact did as well. Impact did two barbed wire massacre matches. Yeah, one was good, one was but, not. But Impact also only did a handful of them. And they weren't like a year in, year out. It's not like they became Monster's Ball. Yeah, Monster's Ball yeah. was always good though, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, Monster's Ball is just pure plunder. Yeah. You know? um, I, I would say that like this is probably something that we probably won't get many of. Right. I would not expect to see that we get many because I think, like, when it comes to like AEW is really weird about gimmick matches because I mean, we've only had the one, the one steel cage match as far as I'm aware so far. And we've only had, I think, I think we're, I think like the, the upcoming ladder match is like the second, maybe third ladder match. So yeah, which which we've, we've which, which is good to see because too yeah. much too but much of a good thing is a bad thing. Yeah, but like, is like, well, but we're not like, I don't think we're bereft of gimmick matches. It's just that like they're really, you know, like they seem to be just like a lot more showing a lot more restraint by doing like the gimmick, like a lot like we get a lot more gimmick matches where there's a little bit more. I don't know, like they're like atypical ones, like the what was the the that uh the mimosa mayhem match between all right gang that's gonna do it for the phoenix event segment if you're listening to this on the podcast the show will continue after this break if you're not and you're listening to this on phoenix 92.5 fm thank you for joining us live go over to nerd to know media right now nerd to know media.com and get the rest of the show spotify itunes all that good stuff check it out now see you next week here on phoenix 92.5 and You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. This would fit in TNA more, not, but it wouldn't fit in Impact. This is a weird kind of outlier that they have. Yeah. But, yeah, I suppose you're right, man. Like, I but just... if it fits, it fits in the context of what their lights out matches are like. Yeah, you know. But like see, this this is really but this pushed. isn't lights out. This is like this is an it official isn't. sanctioned match. Yeah, which, uh, th- which is weird. The thing, that's the other thing that I'm a bit like confused about. Because, yeah, like, we literally have not seen another lights out match since uh, uh, since Moxley and Omega, and 
it's like okay well that's how they're going to do no dq matches which i thought was a great idea mm. but i'm like but i think it's also the fact that i think they did three they did three in their first six months yeah which is a bit too much mm. um but now we haven't seen one in over a year so it's like it would be cool to get another one again you know yeah i think it's um, be- i think it's the best way to do it as well um but but I, I think i think those i think those matches they they lend themselves to being like a blank slate because it's like well you can do anything in those kind of matches you know yeah um it's gonna be one of those matches the types that like i would expect to be a hell of a lot of fun in whenever their game comes out <laughs> i hope they um, well hopefully it won't be like the ecw bar bar match remember where it's just the ropes oh stop that'd be terrible but, <laughs> well look um, we're like, gonna we're gonna have to leave it there because we are mm-hmm. um coming to the 55 mark unless you want to go into overtime brain i'll leave it up in your hands if you want us to do uh, would be nice to do a bit of overtime all yeah. right okay <laughs> uh guys uh thank you very much for joining us on the stream if you're there uh do leave something in the chat that'd be great so we can uh respond to those um for everyone listening on phoenix 92.5 fm we'll be back uh next week same time as normal but what are you doing go over to nerdtonomedia.com and get and get the streams get all the shows around spotify itunes all that good stuff as well Bryn, how can the people reach you who are listening on phoenix fm so they can reach me at Caspercast on twitter and that'll do it okay and we're going to keep going on the stream so we uh yeah we'll bye to everybody on phoenix fm yeah so like it's it's weird man like when you're talking to um when you're talking about modern wrestling, yeah. there really is the the big names. But what do you feel about like? Because when we were covering this, you know, there wasn't this cross promotion thing. Everything was kind of like self contained. So, mm. what do you feel about the? I don't know the quote unquote shit forbidden door opening. Yeah, that's that. I'm, I'm looking for a better way of putting it, but it is kind of like that door is open now, where yeah. you know Kenta oh, shows God. up and. You know, they're able to do stuff for New Japan and Impact. You know, mm. Impact, they're killing it. But they're also having this this shared universe. It's, yeah. it's you know, it's weird. It's, it's it's something that I do have to hand it to AEW. Like. And then there's also, uh, they, they're working with NWA a little bit too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just one of those things where, like, we've never seen this. Ever. No. This has never been done. No. It's great. It's the short answer to that. I think it's great. Like, um, in my opinion, wrestling is at its best when places are able to acknowledge each other mm. um you know like it like it's one of the things i always really enjoyed about um and i know he gets a lot of flack but like it's one of the things i always really enjoyed about matt striker's commentary is that he would go oh that's a very world sport move or he'd go oh that's a move me made famous you know and you just go like oh there's actually like a bigger well of lore here you know what i mean um and it's just nice kind of seeing that go a bit further where you're going to see different champions show up in different places. And I just think, I, I think the more you see of that, the better it is. Like, I wouldn't be surprised to see if they open up the door to either CMLL or AAA or both of them. Yeah, well, I, 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 foresee, I foresee that happening. You know, I think the only place they're not going to do, and Moxie talked about it, is I don't think we're going to have a WWE-AEW crossover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think yeah. that's something that will happen, and I think that's with good reason. <laughs> Absolutely, but that's I, I again. I don't but that would be cool. That would yeah, be cool. It, it would be cool. Like I mean, I think I think when it comes to like the 
on the just on the brief thing of like a of a WWE taking part in it. WWE don't need to. Do you know what I mean? Well, see, like, it's, I don't. I don't see. I don't think any of them really need to. Like Impact Wrestling became like the best wrestling product of 2020 purely by just being its own thing. Mm-hmm. AW is there and existing by itself, but I think this adds a more kind of fun element to it. And the problem with WWE uh, is it exists in this bubble. But I think they all win. Do you know, I think I think, they all well, win. That's the thing, man. You like, know? okay, well, let's just go back a bit. When. The last time this happened, I was wrong. The last time this happened was when Ring of Honor and TNA had a sharing agreement. Back in the early 2000s. Ah, yeah, that was that was the early, like the, the last real time it actually happened. Mm. And then WCW obviously had a deal with New Japan. Mm. WWE obviously was like running ECW. Uh, TNA so, had a weird relationship with New Japan where they liked each other and then they didn't. Yeah. And then they did. And then, and then they, they defended didn't. belts that they weren't supposed to defend. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and now they don't care. Yeah, or or they, they defended Bell so it wasn't possible for them to defend. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but what I mean is like, like what I mean by that, by that is I suppose it's like hmm. with their with WDB existing in their own universe, are they hurting themselves? That's what I want to kind of dig into. Are they hurting themselves? Um that's one way they're hurting themselves, is what I'd say <laughs> to that. Like I Okay, mean, it, how so? Um well, like, they're hurting themselves because I think, like, look, I think anything that that can increase fan engagement is worth doing. And this is something, and like, and again, fans love when things come, fans do tend to love when, uh, when you open doors rather than closing them. Yeah, like I see it as kind of you like know? the, it kind of feels like they're embracing the MCU kind of thing. Mm. You know, it's where very it's, much that kind of thing. Where it's like, like I mean, it's a wider world. Like, for example, mm. uh, well, Division now. I don't, you know, we talk about it on our, yeah, on our other show, Nerd to No Basis. But uh, you know, it's kind of like the big the co- Pietro shows up. Yeah, you know? it's like stuff that you never thought that's gonna. Ha- oh, no, not even Pietro shows up when mm. Fox Pietro shows up. You're like, yeah. what? Yeah, you know, um, that's kind of like what it was when Kenta showed up. You're like, what is Kenta doing here? Yeah. You know. And what would be cool is if, like, you know, Moxley shows up as John Moxley to oh. fight Roman Reigns, to fight um, Seth. Oh, man. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be so good. But not as like, not as Dean Ambrose. Yeah. As like, actual John Moxley. As John Moxley. Yeah. And that would be... That would break the internet. Oh, yeah. Both would do huge buys. <laughs> this is what I mean. Like, I think it would actually... I think it would create more interest. Yeah. Um, you, actually, you know what you, you do? Know. know what you would yeah. do? You would create a new wrestling boom. Yep. Honestly, because that's how you do it. That is, because it's this, you know, and it won't happen. As much as we want it to happen, it won't happen. No. But it, it, well, wrestling it's is... It's not going happen for a lot of reasons. I mean, WWE, frankly, is doing fine without something is doing fine financially without fun and interesting things happening on the screens hey, look it needs to go beyond money it needs to it needs to be for the love of it which is why when triple h just take over i think we will start saying stuff like that because you know they did it they did it themselves with nxt nxt was kind of like the band-aid you had jushin thunder liker show up on a takeover right you know <laughs> that's what i mean like nxt mm. Is what WWE will become when it's allowed to become it. 
Yeah. And as you said, Justin Thunder Liger shows up. Finn Balor yeah. was allowed to go back and just be Finn Balor and do the Bullet Club yeah. stuff. You know, yeah. it's just like, I, I think if anything is going to happen, we would see that kind of crossover. It's just, we need to get through this, quite honestly, horrific time we're in with being a WWE fan. I wouldn't even class myself as a WWE fan anymore because how far removed it is from a product that I actually enjoy. Uh, yeah, but it's just, I mean, there's just nothing about what they do. Like, you know. And we're not being negative, put, honestly, because we're, yeah. not, we're not being negative. We're just having the discussion. Yeah. But I put it this way. like, So they've made Roman heel. And it's he's great. doing this thing. They're doing this thing where he's the, the tribal, tribal chief. chief. The head of the table. Yeah, which they said so many times on Sunday. <laughs> but you see, now the, there's the problem. So many times they, on Sunday, they, they 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 take a basic idea, and then it's just like it's it's at the point now where I hear about these things, and I just I feel bad for guys like Michael Cole who have to just consistently churn through because you know that like that like you know from seeing from seeing things on the network where Cole's calling without anyone in his ear it's great and and he's 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 so very good at doing at doing uh when he did the cruiserweight uh, classic with Brian that was Morrow and Brian he oh, did he did something uh, he did, with Brian he did, he did something did, with Brian he did the UK that was uh, it the UK tournament with Nigel Nigel sorry that was it yeah he uh, that was fantastic yeah that was that like was, but he did beast. I think he did beast from the beast from the east as well. That where, too. Yeah, that's what, yeah. They're, they're great. You know, like that's um, the problem. Like, but here's the thing, right? Oh God, I'm really sorry I cut you off, Brent. I really yeah. am sorry. Uh, You're not sorry at all. <laughs> no, I am. I'm, you just have to, you know. Just... But like, what I'm saying is that, like, you know, he like he does a very good job of it. But you know that Vince is in his ear, and people can go, oh, but like, it's like you you wouldn't be this kind to other people. It's like, no, no, no. We've known that Vince is in is in people's earpieces because Years. people have talked about it like Mick like, Foley talked about it why he just wanted reasons why yeah. he left my, my favorite story that I only found out recently was like uh, Punk talked about what it was like to do commentary and uh, basically he sat down uh, you know sat down and it was like a three man booth it was him Cole and Lawler and they'd be doing the show and uh, and like uh, he'd make he'd make a comment or whatever and he'd get screamed up and Vincent starts screaming at him so he, he elbowed Lawler, who was next to him, and said, where's the volume on this thing? So he turned out, he turned off his earpiece so that he could do the show with, uh, so he could just call the show with the two of them, and Lawler did not even know that that was possible. <laughs> but you could just do that, and like, he was going, like, you're going to get in so much trouble for that, and nothing ever came from it, you know? But, like... Yeah, it's just like he was just said like I he was he said like that I really wish more people did that you know, but it it's it's that kind of you know I suppose like when you when you do hear the feed and there's been documented history of this where they they aired the the actual feed oh, man. and Vince yeah. is just shit like there's one actually that I've, that my heart broke it's Michael Cole responding to his question yeah. or something on it and yeah. you're not hearing the other side of it. But you're just here. But you're just hearing call. Go, yeah. yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sir. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, he's getting absolutely the riot act. Crucified. Oh, he's getting yeah. like filleted. Like, yeah. And I'm like, and I, I just, how could you work like that? You know, like, well, I mean, why would you I mean, work like that? I, like, That's a new fa- because of stuff like that, I had newfound respect for, for Cole because of it. And it also became really 
became really understandable to me that he would make so many weird mistakes when it came to calling people's moves and stuff mm. because it's not at all what he's focused on. No. Because um because Vince is in his ear like But here's one for you, you know? right? Like not now, because I do think he is past it. Yeah. But when you watch a wrestling match one of the great one of the great highlights of this show is going back and watching the Archie Dare mm. shows. And I'll be like, oh the Archie Dare. No, listen. Yeah. It's really good. But mm. Vince call uh, sorry, um JR calling the matches. Right. Mm. You get chills. You get chills. And it's he does the same thing and obviously Vince is in his ear too, but there is that certain level of trust where it's like he's gonna know what he's doing. Yeah, well, I mean, it, like you saw that, like you saw the the drop in quality because um, Vince lost respect for Jim. Yeah. Um, but like right around, like basically, up as far as, um, you know, I would say WrestleMania seventeen. Jr. Jr. is Jr. is perfect. WrestleMania seventeen. You know, is the greatest wrestling show of all time. Yep. It has the greatest um, wrestling team, a uh, commentary team of all time. Paul yep. Heyman and JR. Like, yeah. Well, uh, what I love about it is like, Paul Heyman is completely unhinged. Yeah. He just doesn't care. Yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah. You know, up until the last four minutes of that show, it's <laughs> the pinnacle of wrestling. Mm. The last four minutes let it down a great deal because of what comes of it, but. You know, if if you guys haven't seen it, but it, it, it's it's pretty much it. the moment when WWE jump jumped the shark. Yeah, it's it's you know it's when wrestling probably should have ended. It should have been the season closer <laughs> of WWE. Yeah, because it's it, the series finale. The series finale WWE. because like, <laughs> WrestleMania 17 is the greatest wrestling show of all time. It will never be equaled. Mm. It can never be equaled, and it never should be equaled. No, because it can't be. You you just you can't do it. And even still, even with that said. It ends on one of the worst notes ever. Mm. You know? Uh, but it, it's it's so funny because people, like, it really is, like, marked as, like, the point where fans lost interest. It's, where, no, like, it's not where fans, fans lost, lost Yeah, exactly. It's the moment when culturally wrestling died. Yep. As in, like, mainstream culture. Because after yep. that, it stopped. Good, dead. Finished. Yep. Finito. Yep. Fin. Dunzo. Dunzo. You know, but you're right, yeah, man. Like, you- I... Tag one, but like I think, like I mean, I I think it's so interesting though because like we're at a point now where I like I'm I'm getting to a point now where I'm actually more interested in wrestling now mm. than I have been in a very long time, and it's but it's just funny because like the only thing that I'm really not interested in, the more I hear about it, the less I'm interested is WWE. Is WWE. Yeah. yeah. No, I, like, that's understandable. I think, you know, if, you know, again, one of the worst things in the world someone could do to me right now is make me cover WWE. Yeah. You, you could not you pay see, me it, enough it, money to, it, to do it. I think the thing that, like, really stands out to me, though, is that, like, for every idea they have, good or bad, you can find a version of it that exists in the world right now. Mm. Like, um, I don't know if you ever saw any of the Raw Underground stuff. Yeah. Um. Now, I to me, the Raw Underground idea is a good one. It is just executed weirdly. Not executed but, weirdly, just not committed to. Hmm. 
But if that if you if that's something that uh, listeners here really enjoyed, I absolutely recommend doing a quick uh, quick search on whatever your preferred search engine is for Josh Barnett's Bloodsport and find those shows. Mm. They are so very very good, but- and it's the exact same idea, but it's just committed to so much more um aggressively like as i said you know the the enjoyment that you can have it is possible to have enjoyment as a wrestling fan and you know we'll still Mm. cover stuff here from time to time because it's you know big events like the rumble or the road to wrestlemania i think everyone's still going to watch that but Mm. like that's one thing i really enjoyed about impact being so open now it's a fun wrestling show that you can just sink into, enjoy, and that's it. AEW as well is the same for people. Yeah. With WWE, it is it is that sense that, like, this could be the best thing in the world, but it's not. There are other things out there that do this yeah. so much better, and yeah. I'm wasting my time. Because it's a lot of time, dude. It's a lot yeah, of time to is, sit down and they're, watch they're, it. They're, you know? they're demanding a lot of time from people. And you're not getting like, anything from it. No. Now, I would have to say, Chamber was like two and a half hours. Fantastic brilliant well, that's great i think that's great <laughs> but here's the isn't that yeah. wild that we're sitting here and going hey less is more surely more should be more i never thought like yeah. when i was eight years old that i would want less wrestling yeah well, you know yeah but you see like again it's that thing of like um sitting through an hour and a half of wrestling is not a huge commitment for no. anyone sitting through three hours of wrestling is torment I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a circle of hell that they make yeah. you make you sit down and watch Raw on repeat, but uh, you know, and I mean, I, like as much as like people, pretty go sure Virgil, on, I'm pretty sure Virgil was yeah. like not that Virgil, but well, classical well, Virgil was like. It doesn't even matter if it's good or bad wrestling because like as much as people go on and on about uh, about New Japan and especially Wrestle Kingdom, I can't watch Wrestle Kingdom in in, in a single sitting. No. Oh. See, that's one thing about WrestleMania that I really like that they're doing, which they won't do next year when when the virus passes, but mm. they should do it. Be two uh, two nights, that makes mm. sense. Make it an event. Sell more tickets. Sell more merch. Buy yeah. my book. But it's more, you know, New Japan's doing that too. Yeah. You know, New Japan did it first. It's too much. It Look, it, it's, there is a thing as too much wrestling. Yeah. You know? Like, I remember, going, I remember going to the, the tapings with Gary for mm. Raw or SmackDown or whatever. You get there at seven o'clock, six o'clock actually, in reality, yeah. and they'd have two hours of wrestling, a dark match, then they do, uh, velocity heat or, or velocity or heat or some something like that, and then they would tape the show, and then you have a dark match. And it's like eleven o'clock. You've been sitting there for six hours, and you're absolutely yeah. exhausted by the main event. You're like, this was too much. Don't get me yeah. wrong; it was cool to do and cool to see and appreciate it. But man, you know, you have to just think about people. And that's one thing yeah. that this virus has actually done. It's it's now given the opportunity to remove that and really put a focus on it. And that's when you get Impact really shining, AEW really shining, and WWE being exposed. Mm. But it's also like, I mean, I think like I think the I think we'll, whatever, have, to, we'll, the, yeah. we'll have to say though, mm. WWE is a lot more watchable in the Thunderdome than with the weird. Like even though I love the weird Kabuki theater. Um, weird soap opera thing with the no crowd. I did appreciate that a great deal, but watching women's matches in particular is really awkward when there's no crowd. <laughs> <laughs> really awkward. <laughs> so um, yeah, I do. I do appreciate that. It sounds more like a wrestling show, and you can buy yeah. into it a lot more than 
when there's no sound. So sorry, Brendan. I like what AEW has done for their audience actually, where like they like the front row was all the wrestlers and talent. Yeah, that's great. And then like a safe, a safe, uh, sociable distance is where their audience is. I think that's great. That's but I think great idea. piping it in is okay. Like I know, and I have to say the way they do it is pretty good. Like it's a lot better than when it started when it was just the background mm. noise from two K nineteen. It actually was yeah. the background noise from two K nineteen. Um, mm. Whoever controls the and obviously they have some sort of system where they push buttons and stuff happens. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So whoever's doing that. I do have to give them credit, but again, WWE production is always going to be great. Mm. But um, yeah, yeah, Brent, that's going to do it, man. I think. Yeah, absolutely. This was a lot of fun. I apologize for <laughs> cutting across you. I know you're saying Darius do it all the time, but I do. Yeah. Um, is there anything you want to plug before we? Also, love to have you on the show, dude. This was great. Yeah, this was really it was fun. fun. It was nice. It was nice doing a wrestling show again for the first time in ages, and. You know, having it be a nice, um, <laughs> having it be a nice uh, experience, positive, like mostly positive conversation. Yeah. Um. So yeah, look. In terms of like things to plug, I can't think of anything right now. But um, but we do a show tomorrow. Say, we do have our show tomorrow. <laughs> uh, nerd, <laughs> our show nerd to know basis tomorrow. Um, if you are in, if you are looking for a, a good alternative streaming service to wwe i have two to recommend one is iwtv which is pretty much has all of your um your internet your independent wrestling uh, needs with uh, hundreds of uh, different uh, promotions to look up and watch shows from and you also have uh, new japan world which is where you get new japan from because new japan is Fan bloody tastic for absolute match quality. Um, and it also has like full English commentary for most of their matches. So highly, highly recommend both of those. Awesome. And guys, they also just made Okada versus AJ Styles free on YouTube. So yeah, watch I rec- highly, highly recommend watching that match. Heavily plug. That's a great that, that yeah. is a great match. I uh, well AJ Styles in New Japan is just unbelievable anyway. Okada. Oh <laughs> Okada anywhere is amazing. Um <laughs> But yeah, he was also an impact for like a day at one yeah, point. Yeah, for a cup of coffee. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like to talk about yeah, those days. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. But it did happen. Um, he, was, he wasn't making rain those days. No, he was not. He was not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I would say go over to the Impact Plus app, download it, get watch those hardcore matches because they are a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, go over to Nerdno Media, subscribe, subscribe to this channel and the Nerdno Media channel for a lot of more content. Um, yeah and we will be back here of course every week as normal a lot of guests coming up while uh, Dave is away and again Brian I want to thank you so much for being on the show man it's been an absolute pleasure happy to do it talk to all of you guys soon absolutely so see you later guys thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production 